0: Welcome to episode nine of the Underground Sports Podcast. I'm your host Brad here with my co-host Colin, and we've got a lot of good Penn State sports news to, to talk about today. We'll start with the women's soccer team who dropped their first Big Ten match of the season to Michigan uh, last Thursday by a score of one to nothing. Colin, you want to tell us a little bit more about what happened in that game, and how the the Nittany Lions dropped this one?
1: Yeah, it was a real tight contest. Just a one to nothing score. Uh, Michigan got on the board real early in the game, the tenth minute, I believe. So a lot of early action, but then kind of cruised throughout the end. Uh, Amanda Dennis, she played well in the goal. I mean, she only gave up one, um, mm-hmm. like one goal. So you can't really knock her too much for that. She was tested fairly often. I think Michigan put uh, eight shots towards her. So, and then I, I'm reading here in the 37th minute, Rachel Wasserman blasted a shot towards the goal that just sailed slightly over the net, nearly tying the game. So, Penn State almost got back into it, knotted it up, but just missed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they were applying pressure throughout the game. They had nine shots, only three on goal, though. So, definitely some some work that needs to get done on the fish, finishing side. Uh, first game in a while, we haven't seen a goal from Ali Schlegel, but. Um, Not a bad performance by by the Lady Lions in this one, but going to need to pick the play back up as they they keep rolling through Big Ten. We got to see the first hints of the men's tennis team this past weekend as well as they traveled to Princeton, New Jersey for the Farnsworth Ivy Plus tournament. The men's tennis team had just three players in action on the weekend. Those were Chikaya Sato, Gabriel Nemeth, and Sente. Sato earned a straight-set win over Texas's Ishan Taluri by scores of 6-3 and 6-1. And Gabriel Nemeth, unfortunately, had to retire against Kentucky's Yingzi Chen, um, which, unfortunately, probably means a small injury, but should be back soon. Uh, Colin, you want to tell us what happened for the rest of the Nanny Lions this weekend?
1: Yeah, we had Alpsente. He suffered defeat
0: against Michigan's Christopher
1: Sliminar. Those were scores of 6-0 and 6-4. But then we also, in the doubles uh, category, we had Nemeth and Sente uh, pairing up to pull a win over a group from Miami of mm-hmm. Florida by a score of 8-1. to one. So that was a good closing to the tournament and a higher note to
0: go out on. Yeah, uh, head coach Jeff Sin wasn't you know too thrilled with the results, but um, he had some some choice words at the end explaining, these early tournaments are great ways to see how you should plan your practices and tournament schedule for the remainder of the fall season. This tournament proved to the staff that we need to play more matches and compete at a higher level. It was a wake-up call for the team, and hopefully we can play better this weekend because the competition level will be quite high. So, you know, obviously internally the tennis team sees that they've got a lot of work to do and, um, you know, just make sure they're prepared for for what's obviously going to be a challenging season. The women's tennis team was in action for the first time this season as well this past weekend. Team split up to head to two separate tournaments, actually. The first, the Sissy Leary Invitational in Philadelphia, and the second, the Marlis Groover Invitational down in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, The lone Nittany Lion to get to Sunday for the Sissy Leary Invitational was Sydney Weinberg. Uh, She was defeated by Temple's Yining Tian in an 8-1 set. Uh, Colin, you want to tell us what happened over at the Marlis Groover Invitational? Yeah, it was a good day. Um, we had a couple making it to Sunday. We had junior
1: Frederike Savari. She was victorious in her 7th place matchup against an Ole Miss senior. Uh, so that was nice. And then in the doubles category, we had the combo of O'Gorman and Robacher. They claimed 7th place after handing the Kansas duo a loss in a 6-1 to set. And then also on the flight B draw, uh, Smith and Savari suffered a tie-breaking loss in their 7th place matchup, taking
0: them to 8th by a score of 7-6. Yeah, so, you know, uh, not a terrible weekend. We had a, a decent amount of players playing on Sunday, but head coach Alexandra, uh, excuse me if I mispronounce this, Ang uh a new tennis coach for the Nittany Lions this season, she said after the tournament, we had a tough weekend as far as wins, but I'm very proud of the girls in terms of attitude and fight that they presented against adversity. Being the first fall tournament, the expectations were to go out there and have fun while performing. Presenting a professional attitude, I felt we did a great job this weekend of that. I'm excited to get back to campus this week and further impact this team to reach their full potential. So, you know, not a, not a horrible first weekend for the women's tennis team, but um, definitely still plenty to work on, and hopefully we'll have more names to read on, on Sundays to come. The Penn State field hockey team was in action Friday night as they traveled to College Park, Maryland, for their first Big Ten game of the season. They dropped this one three to one to the third-ranked Terrapins. Uh, not a again, not a not a terrible performance, but Maryland was able to score two in the second period and then another in the third, making it three nothing. Uh, Penn State was able to grab a goal in the fifty-fifth minute, but um, wasn't enough to bring it back even. Colin, you want to give us some of the details here?
1: Yeah, Penn State they rattled off fourteen shots in the game, so I mean, not bad numbers. Maryland put up nineteen, but you just like to see some of their shots work into the net. And not sure like the quality of what they were, or just how they put things together offensively, but it seemed to be that Maryland had more going on the offensive and defensive ends, really. So, I mean, Penn State catching a goal in the 55th minute, like right before the final whistle. Mm-hmm. So you don't know, like, kind of subwise or what was going on there, but you'd like to see him get more going in the first half and kind of
0: put things ahead to begin with. Yeah, we've seen that as a trend so far for the field hockey team this season. Just getting behind early and not being able to overcome that uh, field hockey team down to zero and six on the season. So, um, you know, they started the season ranked ninth in the nation and now slipping back and currently twenty fourth. So, hopefully, we'll we'll see their season turn around soon because you know there are high expectations not just from the team but from fans and um, other teams in the Big Ten as well.
1: On Friday, we had the women's volleyball team welcoming Pitt to rec hall. Uh, the Pitt Panthers came in to rank number 6 in the nation with our women's team sitting at 4. Uh, it was a rare sweep for the Nittany Lions. They, Pitt came in ready to go. Uh, one stat that really stands out to me is the 21 hitting errors by Penn State, just kind of shooting themselves in the foot almost, mm. where Pitt had 45 kills compared to Penn State's 34. Uh, for the Panthers, it was Chinaza and Nadid doing a lot of the damage with 12 kills and hitting 6-11 with three blocks. So it just seemed like Pitt came into rec Hall ready to go. But then on Sunday, they also met each other back in Pittsburgh. So Brad's going to tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, the any Lions were able to travel the you know, quick drive to Pittsburgh on Sunday to get their revenge. Ended up winning that one by a score of three sets to two. Uh, took the last set by a score of 16 to four. So really close all the way till the end. Um, thanks to a, a great performance by Gabby Blossom who led the team in assists and digs, 46 assists and 17 digs. Um, and also a great performance by Johnny Parker with 17 kills and three aces. Um, so really, really great to see them be able to, you know, kind of come back with a little bit of fire and avenge that loss, even in a, uh, a hostile atmosphere, you know, the Penn State pit, um, a little bit of juice between those two teams. So um, great win really just to, to split the weekend with Pitt. Um handed them their first loss of the season, so good to see the women's volleyball team keep their momentum rolling and uh, you know battle back from a couple big-time losses that uh, they're not really accustomed to in the regular season too often. The Penn State women's golf team was in action as they hosted the Nittany Lion Invitational at Penn State this past weekend. Uh, good overall performance by the Lady Lions. Uh, the best Individual finishers for the team, Olivia Zambruno and Matilda Della Vallade from Penn State, finished 3-over, tying for 8th on the weekend. And Sarah Willis finished 5-over to finish in 13th overall, while Madeline Herr uh, finished just one stroke behind her at 6-over, which tied her at 14th overall. Colin, you want to tell us how the team did as a whole?
1: Yeah, so as a team, they took 2nd place. They finished 12-over. Uh, eight strokes behind Penn, who finished with a total of eight sixty-eight, putting the Nittany Lions with eight seventy-six. So really, it was a respectable uh, outing for the Nittany Lions. You know, early in the year, playing at their home course was real nice. Yep. And it was a good, like, all-around weekend for them. Just nice to take second place and show out at your own tournament.
0: Yeah, uh, impressive, really, team performance. You know, top individual performer only tied for eighth, but uh, finishing second overall as a team just shows the the strength. You know, throughout the entire team, rather than you know maybe just one or two players that finished high up. So great weekend for the Lady Lions, and uh, we hope to st- hope to see them carry that momentum throughout the rest of this fall season. This past weekend also featured the men's and women's fencing teams' uh, season opener, uh, a preseason tournament at the White Building. Saw six champions for the mixed tournament. Um, We saw three mixed tournaments Saturday and three women's tournaments on Sunday. So the first event Saturday was mixed foil. We saw five Penn State fencers finish in the top eight, uh, where four of them went on to sweep all of the semifinal spots in the bracket. Really just dominant overall in that mixed foil event. Sebastiano Biceko finished on top, while Felipe Rosario finished in second. Their teammates Andriy Osta. Excuse me, Ostad, Negrash and Shane Iverson uh, finished tied for third. So um, great showing by by the men's team. And, Colin, you want to tell us a little bit about how the women's team did this weekend?
1: Yeah, the women also had a nice weekend with the Nittany Lion Cup. They concluded with their sixth championship as a team. We had senior Barbara Van Cn. I'm sorry, I'm not real great at pronunciations here. She came out on top, followed by freshman teammate Axel Wasiak, who finished in third. So the women each did very
0: well, and all-around team effort, they got their championship. Yep, both men and women uh, swept the preseason tournament, so great performance by them to open the season. We got a sneak peek of the women's ice hockey team on Saturday, as well as they had an exhibition against the Durham West Junior Lightning. Uh, this that one ended by a score of four to nothing. Um, obviously, it doesn't you know count for the the regular season record or anything like that, but um, gives the fans a little bit of an opportunity to see the team before the season starts, as well as uh, for the team to work on some some in game tactics. Colin, you want to tell us some of the details from the exhibition?
1: Yeah. So we had Natalie uh, Heising. She battled a loose puck on the power play to give the Nittany Lions there. Set two goal advantage, but then before her, we had Brooks Madison uh, putting the first goal into the net with two minutes into the first second period. Yep. This is a hot start. After that, but it was a slow start in the first period. Really, not much going for the Lady Lines uh, as a whole over the whole game. We outshot sh- uh, Durham West fifty-one to ten, so it's just a beat down on the net, but really not a lot going throughout the first period. Then only putting in four of those goals. Um, power play-wise, we were just one of eight, so that shows an area that could be improved for the Nittany Lions. Uh, head coach Jeff Campersall noted that uh, how they started slow last year, and they kind of started slow in this one, so he said
0: that's what we'll have to work on this coming week in practice. Yeah, uh, pretty good performance, obviously, when you win 4 to nothing, but uh, great performances from Durham's goalkeepers, Ashley Imlock and Hannah Zukow with 25 and 22 saves, respectively, so uh, I would say definitely one thing they need to work on is just, you know, making the most out of those opportunities in front of the goal, turning those 51 shots into more than four goals. So um, excited to see how this team moves on into the regular season. Saturday night, the men's soccer team was at Ohio State for their first Big Ten match of the season. They came out on top by a score of 2-1 to one after a uh, couple minutes of extra time. Andrew Privet got the Nittany Lions on the board first in the 56th minute, assisted by Christian Sload. Uh It was his first goal of the season, and uh, not long after that, in the 64th minute, Ohio State's Xavier Green scored on a goal uh, off a pass by Jake Shepard, um, and that was that score of one to one was going to carry the teams into overtime. But it only took about six minutes, six and a half minutes uh, of extra time to. To finish this one out, uh, Liam Butts of Penn State scored off a goal by Seth Kuhn, uh, his first goal of the season. So really cool way for him to score his first goal and a really great win for men's soccer. Um, Colin, do you have anything to add to this one?
1: Yeah, uh, head coach Jeff Koch was very pleased. Uh, he congratulated our team on a hard-working performance, know, hard-fought win. He also gave credit to Ohio State and said they played a real nice game, You know, pushed Penn State to the end. It just seems like we've seen our men playing real nice soccer so far yeah. in the season. You know, grinding out nice wins, and you know any like losses that they have, you know, kind of tight win or tight fought battles. you know, I think yeah. they have a tie on it too. But overall, they're just playing real well. They're competing nicely, and they're giving everything they got.
0: Yeah, I've been really impressed with the men's soccer team this season. They've had uh, some serious struggles the last three or four years. So um, great to see them getting some quality wins this season. And to wrap up this week's action, we saw the women's soccer team against Michigan State at home at Jeffrey Field on Sunday night. Came out, a uh, big bounce-back win by a score of 5-1. to one. Uh, Michigan State actually got on the board first with a penalty kick goal in the sixth minute. So, you know, momentum was not in any lines' favor early, but they were able to bounce back and score five unanswered. Um, all five goals by different players, so that's really cool to see some of the the love getting spread around. Colin, you want to tell us, you know, some of the players that had big games?
1: Yeah. So in the twenty third minute, we had Ali Schlegel scoring. Forty fifth minute, it was Peyton Linehan. Forty seventh minute, it was Sam Coffee, and then the 49th, it was Carrie Bello. But pretty much in all of those goals, t- uh, Frankie Tagliaferri had an assist, and I'm tying a single game school record with four assists, so that was nice to see. Yep. Uh, on the defensive end. Uh, Michigan State only had two shots in the game, so we were slamming the door on. I'm not allowing them even anything close to the net, so whenever you do that, usually good things are going to happen, and obviously then on the offensive end, we put up five
0: goals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Defense had a great game besides one slip-up that caused a penalty kick, but like you mentioned, Tagliaferri uh, had four assists, and that record that you mentioned uh, she's now tied with Allie Krieger, who uh, plays for the U.S. women's national team now. So not bad company to be associated with. Great uh, bounce-back win, like I said, for the, the women's soccer team. And hopefully they'll get back to their winning form. All right, let's take a quick look at what's going to be coming up the next week in Penn State sports. First off, the field hockey team is going to be at the University of California on Thursday at Lanc- in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. At 6.30 p.m.
1: Yeah, and on Friday, the women's golf team is going to head to the University of Kentucky for the Betty Lou Evans Invitational. That's going to kick off at 8 a.m. in the morning.
0: The women's tennis team will be in action Friday as they head to William & Mary for the Hall of Fame Classic. That's going to be all day on Friday. Yeah, and also the men's tennis team is going to head to the University of Virginia
1: for the Blue and Orange Classic, also taking place all day Friday.
0: The men's soccer team will host Michigan Friday night at 6 p.m., that one will be available on the Big Ten Network as well. Yeah, the women's soccer
1: team is going to head to Minnesota for a matchup. That will take place at 7 at night.
0: The women's ice hockey team will be traveling to Holy Cross for a 7.05 game. Uh That should be That's their first regular season game of the season.
1: Yeah, and then football-wise, their football team is going to travel to the University of Maryland for a, an 8 p.m. kickoff on Friday night. And that, you can watch that on Fox Sports.
0: And then moving to Saturday, uh, we have the cross-country team at the Ohio State Invitational. That one will start at 9 a.m. in Columbus, Ohio. And we'll also
1: have the women's ice hockey team it's going to travel to Holy Cross uh, up in Massachusetts. That's going to be a 6 p.m. start. Women's volleyball hosts Rutgers Saturday night at 7 p.m. at Rec Hall. Yeah, and then also closing out Sunday, we're going to have the uh, – field hockey team is going to host the Villanova University.
0: That's going to take place here at the field hockey complex and going to be a noon start. The women's soccer team on Sunday will be traveling to Wisconsin for a 1 p.m. kickoff against the Big Ten foe. And on Monday, we're going to have the men's golf team going to travel
1: to the University of Cincinnati for an all-day matchup. That's going to take place
0: at the Coldstream Country Club and be the Bearcat Invitational. And rounding out the week on Tuesday, the men's soccer team will travel to Michigan State for another Big Ten match at 6 p.m. That's all we have for you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more of our, our written articles, please do so. You can find us at www.psuunderground.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on Sunday for a full recap of the football game in Maryland.